Hello, and welcome to the Branching Path Podcast. I am not your host, Kyle. <laughs> I am Fuck the you. other guy, John. And Kyle's making me do this, so here you go. A shitty intro for you. Uh, this is John, part was... two. I'm not done, Dan. I'm not done. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm new to this not opening thing. Sorry, I'll shut up. That's right. This is part two of our trivia series, I guess, a two-part series. Uh, we're going to get into that as soon as we talk about what we've been playing. So you don't have much to talk about today, Kyle. Do you want to jump into Alundra first, or do you want to start uh, with Suikoden? Yeah, I'll talk really briefly about Suikoden again. It's, uh, I like Suikoden 5. I've been having a good time. Um, again, I have the problem of I feel like I have to play it with a, a walkthrough because I don't want to miss any of the missable characters because it's the only way to get the, the good ending is to get all the 108 characters, right? Which is right. a Suikoden thing where you have 108 characters that you can recruit. A lot of them you I get automatically. Realize, I didn't realize the best ending was locked behind that. Yeah, I don't know if you have... I think, I think you, the best ending is almost always locked behind getting every single one, which is quite the undertaking. It's fun, though. Like, I like that aspect of it, and they actually have a good number of characters that are at least have a cool design, so like the reward of recruiting them. It's almost like Pokemon, in a sense, where you're <laughs> right. getting cool characters instead of Pokemon. Um, but the, the having to play with a guide thing definitely is a bit of a barrier, and I wish that there was a better guide somewhere that was just for the missable characters but there isn't really so i have to read like a proper old game facts walkthrough to do this sure um, 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 um yeah it just reminds me how much like how important that is to me in in a game like especially in rpg i just the game should take good notes inside of its own like world inside of its own game and like this, ui and stuff this is a recurring complaint from us <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so that you don't have to always leave the game to go Google something. Right. Admittedly, again, I could just play and miss things, but I don't want. I'm not going to play this again. Like this is a one and done. I'm not going. It's like an 80 hour RPG. I'm an adult now. <laughs> like the fact <laughs> that I'm even playing an 80 hour RPG kind of seems like shit. Am I? Am I going to be able to do this forever? And probably not. Um, so yeah, I, I just I'm not going to. You know, if the point was play it blind, and then you'll kind of have to learn these things on a second or third playthrough. It's just that's not going to happen. Maybe when I was a kid, but right. Um, but yeah, the, the game is the game is pretty cool. Um, I, I just like JRPGs and turn-based RPGs because it's a little bit more of a chill, like casual experience, right? Like 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 going into a Dark Souls game, I've got to be pretty on, right? Because it's like action and and. You know, you have to be pretty present the whole time. But like JRPGs and, and turn-based RPGs are pretty relaxed outings a lot of the time, which which I like. I just I, I like the genre quite a bit, and that's one of the reasons I think I realized recently. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know exactly what you mean. And uh, during a grind session, you can turn the volume down and have a podcast on or something. Yeah, yeah, something about maybe this podcast. No, not this podcast. I would never. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I'll, I'll, I'm about thirty hours in now, thirty-three, I think. So I'll continue. Not quite halfway, um, but so far so good. And then, yeah, we've been we've been playing a game together. What game is that? That's Alundra Two. Alundra Dose. Um, I think. If you remember, I think in a previous episode, we talked mm-hmm. about our save file horror story. Yeah, or rather, your save file horror story. <laughs> For me, it was very funny. Um, <laughs> not true. I was a kid. I was mortified. But yeah, if you remember from our like gaming horror stories episode at one point, uh, John was playing this game when we were kids, you know, on actual hardware, so no safe stating. And he was at the final boss, and he tried a few times and couldn't do it, So he's, and I had asked if I could start a game. So he said, yeah, yeah, sure. So he went to get me set up, and he 
ended up deleting his own save file right in front of himself and me and didn't realize it initially. So I was like, John, I think you just deleted your save. And I remember you were so like, no, I <laughs> definitely didn't just do that. You're an idiot. And then you checked and yeah. That sounds about right. Uh, yeah. I think looking at the UI for this again, um, I, I have a hard time believing. I don't even think there's an option to delete a save from within the menu. Like you have to go into the memory card. I think no, you over, I think was. you overwrote. I think you overwrote your save. That seems impossible though. If there, if I use one slot and there were two blank slots on my memory card, like because no one else was playing this with me except for you wanted to start a file, I, I have a hard time believing I would have not pressed down on the D-pad. <laughs> I think you were just you were just jamming through it. Like I, I just don't think you were a kid, John. You weren't the man you are today. You weren't nearly <laughs> as neurotic in particular. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> that, that, I mean, are you saying that? Budding. <laughs> Are you saying that as, as like a bit of a revisionist? Like maybe I'm remembering it wrong. No, I'm just wondering how a mistake how it's that possible. dumb as possible <laughs> in such a clear UI. But I could understand it in a in the memory card settings if it wasn't clear which file was which. If there was mm. was more than one save, but I don't know. Um, either way, it happened, and I decided to finally check this fucking thing off the list and get through it and. Kyle uh, asked if he could watch, so we started doing some co-op gaming through Parsec, which is working extremely well. Yeah, it's a really cool program. Um, and we're about, what, 11, 12 hours in now? Yeah, I think we're just at 12 hours now. All right, let's, well, let's talk about pros and cons of this game. Um, it's super charming and has a good sense of humor. Charming, yeah. yeah, the scene direction is really, really good. That's surprising. Um, from the intro scene on, it's like there's, yeah. a, there's a nice cinematic quality to it. Yeah, like like carefully considered shots and like camera angles, and you know, there's comedy even in just the way that they choose to to do that, which is to me always a good mark of a a talented director. So for sure, yeah, that's been really cool to see. Um, I find the game world just really cheery and like fun to inhabit, and I like the old you know PS one three D look. There's a there's a, a a fun vibe to it, but it also gets like surprisingly dark with the keys and whatnot, and like the one sure. you're getting stabbed in the neck with a key. Yeah, true. This like is the, true. The the vibe change is really nice. Um, I think Flint is also just a badass little character. He's just this yeah. silent protag, pirate hunter, and it works because he just makes a face during a cutscene, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I actually, I think. It's a, it's reminding me that there's there's room for silent protagonists, and I actually I want more of them to come back. Definitely, because Chrono Trigger, silent protagonist, and you know it's still, it's super effective. Like the silent the silent protag works so well as just you inserting yourself into the world, kind of right. Yeah, and even um, even when that's not the case, it's just often. Like if it's not some blank slate, you you kind of imprint on it, I guess. Like Flint has a bit of a personality; he's got a sense of humor about him. It's just right. it's portrayed with the way he acts and not the the shit he says, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, JRPGs could take a lesson from this. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, Super Mario RPG is another good example, I think. Like think about how expressive Mario is in that game, despite not saying a single line of dialogue. Definitely. Yeah, just awesome. So yeah, the silent protagonist, a lost art. Hopefully, it'll come back someday in JRPG form. Um, uh, the other last cool thing I have written down is the abilities you learn are are pretty cool. The summons and whatnot, and then 
there's just a nice solid weighty feel to the movement yeah for sure the movement is actually surprisingly good i i might hazard to say that the movement in the lunger 2 almost feels better than the movement in a lunger 1 which is crazy because that game's 2d I haven't played that in so long, I don't remember. But but because like this actually has 3D like depth to everything, you can rotate your camera around. Um, I'm finding the jumps and like gauging my, my depth in a scene just a little bit easier. Alendra 1, because it's 2D, but it's played in like a Zelda, you know, Link to the Past style, where it's kind of top-down on an angle, kind of. Right. Sometimes those jumping upwards or upwards on an angle jumps are really hard to gauge how far you actually are from the, the platform, for example. So, yeah, it's, yes. it's been surprisingly effective in the 3D space. Yeah, I remember in Super Mario RPG, the um, climbing the vines when you're on your way to the cloud place. I had a hell of a time telling where the hell it yeah. was on screen. Yes, thank you. That's another great example of that same Alundra style of like perspective, but the same expected movement from you. It can be really difficult to execute. Mm-hmm. And not always feel super good. So yeah, that's been really really cool. Now let's talk about the shit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't doesn't play great otherwise. The combat or rather, combat is yeah. rough. <laughs> combat is roof. Um, the, there's the game has a, a big emphasis on knockdowns and the iframes uh, for you getting up slow as fuck. You have uh, generous iframes, but Flint actually standing up takes fucking forever. Also, you yep. can't act out of a get up the way an enemy can. Um, at least not consistently. So you'll knock down an enemy because every minor thing you do seems to knock them down. If you finish a combo, knock down. If you do a dash attack, knock down. A jump attack, fucking knock down. If you yeah. cast a spell, knock down. <laughs> but the enemy has iframes too, which makes sense, but they will often wake up immediately into an attack. And if you're, if you haven't positioned yourself correctly or you just weren't aware of it because it feels janky sometimes, you're going to take a hit. And they hit pretty fucking hard. Yeah, you'll you'll take lots of hits because of that. Um, it's just kind of slow, and it's clearly not how you and I want to play the game, right? Like, I want to keep on the attack, but the game is all about hit and run. Like, you know, hit them, and you start the game with one basic slash. You collect these puzzle pieces, and eventually your combo grows, and you have two hits, and then you can get three hits. And the nice thing is that when your combo extends, it keeps the enemy locked into the combo if you hit them with the first one, which is nice. At least you don't have right. to, like... like it feels so bad if you knocked them down on hit two or something, and there were only certain enemies that you could actually hit with a full combo. That would feel like shit. <laughs> but yeah, as soon as you finish whatever your action is, you essentially are... They want you to run away, I guess. Because if you stand close to the enemy, you're going to get hit by a wake-up attack. So run away, wait for them to do whatever shit they do, and then run back in to try and kind of start that over again. And so. it makes sense, you know, unless you had some kind of counter mechanic or something... Um... If, even if they stood up and didn't immediately attack, they'd probably still have iframes forcing you to, to reset somehow. Like, it, it does make sense. Otherwise, you just wail on them and they'd never get to attack you. It just, yeah, like you said, it's not kind of our instincts uh, when we're playing this and it doesn't feel the greatest. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's like a character action game and we're, we're used to playing modern character action games, right? With like dodge rolls and blocks and parries. Like, <laughs> yeah. And this is so, so like basic. Um, and, and that's not necessarily all bad. Like we're still having a decent amount of fun, but the combat is definitely a bit lacking. Yeah, we're we're getting through it. Um, and getting the siren ring, and we just learned that we can drain health by trapping an enemy with that. So, 
you know, uh, your hits against the enemy don't do nearly the damage that their hits do to you. Percentage-wise, it's probably roughly the same yeah, of a health yeah. bar. Uh, it's just the numbers are different, but they they hit pretty friggin' hard. And um, we've been playing a little conservative with our healing items, but now you can drain HP, so mm-hmm. it should make a difference. Yeah. Um, otherwise, there's oh, there's a couple of segments in the game where you have to do that classic old RPG thing where you have to talk to the right NPCs in, like, the right order to trigger the next NPC in town to have the right thing to say. It's just lots of these kind of invisible flags that you don't really have a good sense of because they don't do a great job of directing you. So it's a lot of trial and error, talking and running around. Um, those only, sections only... aren't even that bad. It's just they're too long. Yeah, I was going to say, there's only been two of them. The first one I actually didn't find too egregious. It was the Pirate Town. Right. I thought that it, its length was okay, and it ended with that cool little like you've got to get through this obstacle course, which was neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but then the second one was definitely a bit too too lengthy. But but the character interactions and like the cutscenes and the the dialogue has all been really serviceable. I don't think that there's been any truly awkward dialogue yet where I thought like oh that was just a bad translation or you know didn't didn't quite land or it was does that make sense? I didn't mark anything awk for awkward. <laughs> yeah, uh, there hasn't been anything that stands out to me as as being bad uh, in in that way. Uh, there's one scene I want to bring up. The final thing I want to bring up, which is the slap. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to talk about the slap a little bit because I find it interesting. <laughs> this is like the only thing that has, I, I guess, aged very. I'll just describe it. And you can make up your own mind. But there's a scene early on where a character slaps his daughter for making fun of him. And it's interesting to me because it could have gone in so many other directions that made it clear that he was fed up with being made fun of, right? And could have played more into the the otherwise goofy vibe that that scene had. Because before then, if I remember correctly, they're like, he's joking, not joking, but he's like threatening to spank his kid. His kid's like, I'm too old for that, yada, yada, yada. Yep. continues to make fun of him but instead he winds up and slaps her in the fucking face yeah straight up big dramatic <laughs> face slap now she does immediately turn around and kick him in the balls yeah that's that's goes, how they play it off by by yeah. turning it around and she kicks in it's just it 20 plus years of like updated sensibilities here today i watched that and i'm like whoa i'm surprised they did that oh yeah yeah for sure it, it, it definitely doesn't age well I, i'm pretty i'm usually pretty good at kind of a you know Accepting that the time the the piece of art was made in, and not oh, necessarily yeah. judging it by today's standards, but absolutely, I was like, "Oof, that yeah, wouldn't I, fly I, today," and I wouldn't want it to fly today. <laughs> I, I wouldn't use this to like knock the game. I'd be like, "This is." To be fair, even then, even when it came out, I I'm, I'm still just surprised that's there. You know, yeah, 20, know, 20 years choice. or twenty years or whatever feels like a very long time, but it's really not that much. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, at the end of the day, it's just kind of an interesting relic, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, since then, there hasn't been that much, like, you know, questionable decision making. I would say, as far as character interactions, otherwise. But we have to look at their intent too. This was meant to be for laughs, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they they have a big comedy bent in a lot of their scenes, and, and it, it comes it well. off as yeah, it comes off as like Saturday morning cartoon comedy. Like, you won't probably be like you know laughing your ass off but you'll, you'll chuckle to yourself pleasantly the whole time it, it's it's been good mm-hmm. uh yeah i think we can wrap it up for laundry there but that yeah i'm, we're I'm excited to with. yeah excited to finish it up i'm, I'm hoping I, I just can't wait for the catharsis of you actually finishing this game john 
That'll be interesting. And, you know, we've been abusing safe states a little bit just because I've already done all this and I don't have the patience to farm this shit again. But we'll get to the final boss and then I'll force myself to do it legit. <laughs> yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to talk about Angel's Gear, Wild Arms 5, and then Wizardry a little bit. I'm going to start with Angel's Gear. Um, I don't even remember where I learned about this. No, no, no. Uh, I saw a video randomly in my feed uh, from Alpha Beta Gamer. He just plays a lot of games and he has no commentary videos on his channel. And he was showing off Angel's Gear. I thought the atmosphere and the sound design and everything was, was really interesting. And it's a cheap game on Steam. I decided to pick it up. I had so much fun with this right up until I didn't. It's buggy as fuck. It can be really unpolished and janky, but the atmosphere is great. Um, and again, the sound design is 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 quite good. And for the, for a while, the gameplay is really good. But then it starts to drop the ball with, in my opinion, dialogue. A lot of these characters, there aren't many of them, but they're pretty weak. They're, they don't really add anything. Yeah. Um, controls can be awkward. Uh, set just setting up analog control is awkward because this was made with i don't remember the name of the program but this was made with a pretty i guess not very feature complete game engine um accessing a settings menu is awkward and weird and setting up your control you have to press f1 to bring up what i assume is an imgui menu built in there and it doesn't look great it doesn't work great mm. um but you can get it to work so the the weird controls probably they might get you killed because you'll be trying to aim with the, or you're trying to aim and move with an analog. You might accidentally aim down because there isn't much of a dead zone. So if you're like me, like I'm not hitting the, the side, uh, the left or right axis perfectly. So I end up aiming down sometimes and I take a damn hit. Mm. Uh, but you get, yeah, but you can get used to it. And that, that was not the deal breaker for me. Um, there's, I'm going to get into a few bugs and I'll describe what pissed me off enough to stop. <laughs> Um, so you, you go through, and it's it's a Metroidvania. You unlock new abilities, they unlock new areas, you continue on. But it's a very short game. You can beat this in probably like three hours. Um, okay. So you collect these armor shell stones for extra hit points. And these, unlike Metroid, these aren't a full life bar of some number of hit points. It's more like an extra life bar segment. You, you'll get like one more hit out of it. Um, some enemy attacks do more than one segment of damage. But either way, it's it's a life bar extension, right? Mm-hmm. that's fine, but it's completely worthless in the second to last area because everything there kills you in one hit, ignoring everything oh. you've done to power up. Oh, that's awful. There are spikes on the floor, instant death. There are meat hooks or whatever on the walls. If you touch one, instant death. Um, Brutal. There are enemies, and those enemies, if they touch you, instantly kill you. Nice. I, I do not understand the point. The layout is shit. Um it's awkward to even get around this place. I, I don't get it. I don't know why this guy like shot the fun of his game in the foot with that crap. <laughs> but I, I got through that. I got through that to what I think is the final boss. Um, mm. Here's my problem. The final boss, in my case, uh, disabled the armor shell stones, leaving me with only the base health you start the game with. So, Sorry, is it in your case? Is it it's random what they disable? I said in my case because I want to get into the bugs a bit here. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I had an NPC completely repeat her dialogue twice, giving me two armor stones. 
before a patch came out that might have fixed this. So I don't oh. know if there's something weird with my armor shell variables or whatever behind the scenes. Whatever's tracking this is something fucky in the final fight. It's There's no info on this game because not many people are playing it. I'm not really sure if anyone else is experiencing this. But I didn't have the extra health. And he has an attack that I cannot figure out how to dodge. And at this point, the, fun, the second to last area and the armor shell disabling thing, I was like, I'm not even having fun. So I just uninstalled the game. <laughs> oh, that's always a sad feeling. I hate that. I hate when that happens. This I was think... me and this is me and Scorn, man. Oh yeah, exactly. The the jank combat and Scorn. Uh, yeah. Kind of fucks up an otherwise awesome world. Yeah. Um. I uh, I want I was going to refund this, but I was already over the two hour mark, and in hindsight. Uh, it was a cheap game. I'll, I'll support the guy because I like his ideas. Um, I'll keep the game. Um, but hopefully he patches some of that garbage out and just improves this. Uh, from what I read about the guy, a lot of his games have this buggy, janky feeling to them. Mm. Um, and maybe he needs to graduate from whatever engine he's using to a set of better tools like Godot or something. But yeah. uh, the game needs an extra layer of polish. Right. Yeah, so right now I would say until those things are fixed, don't spend money on Angel's Gear. So that you heard that from, from John, it's a buy. <laughs> yeah, buy it immediately. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going to talk about Wild Arms 5 a little bit, then Wizardry, and then we'll get into trivia. Okay, Go for uh, it. Wild Arms 5. I enjoyed this for about 14 hours, and then nice. it fell, fell off a cliff. And it fell off a cliff. I'm assuming because of the writing. Yeah. Well, to to be fair, it was the writing was not strong from the get go, um, but the atmosphere was pleasant. The the mechanics of the game were a lot of fun. It just it gets dumber as it goes, and I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. That's that's the JRPG curse, man. They get dumber as they go a lot of the time. I, I sent you a message uh, when as I gave up on the game, saying this genre is a fucking mess, and I, I still feel that way. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so outside of moments that I'm about to complain about, and I'm assuming the rest of the story isn't much better, the mechan- the the general vibe of the game, the graphics, the music, the battle system, the field actions like pulling out a gun and shooting an obstacle, that shit feels great. It is a lot of fun. I wish the writing and the story lived up to how good the game was otherwise. Mm-hmm. But it's the it's the age old fucking JRPG problem, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm, I'll get into a few examples here. I have a note here that I'm going to read because I like the way I said it. We have to talk about the anime shaped elephant in the room. <laughs> 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 so, <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, there's... not not anime drawn or like anime style. The anime shaped elephant. <laughs> the anime shaped elephant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I love it though. <laughs> There's a moment where you need to get an item back before sunset to save somebody's life. Uh, this guy's going to be hung as a thief by a Varuni. We don't know what the Varuni are yet, but if anything, we've learned that we're not supposed to cross them because they, I guess they're just better than regular people. Sure. <laughs> um, so Dean and the party get the item back. Dean is your main character. His name is Dean Stark, I think. Um, they get the item, they race back to town, and the typical villain says, and I'm going to paraphrase, haha, too bad, you're too late, the sun is down, and I'm going to hang him anyway, and you're next if you keep talking back to me. That's basically what it amounts to. 
Okay. So Dean gets all hot and bothered and decides to climb higher in town so that he can see the sunset. So the town is in a canyon, so it has high walls on all sides blocking the view. And he tells the Varuni that the sun isn't down yet, so they aren't too late. And the Varuni guy responds with that that classic, what exclamation question mark? Like he's surprised that this kid climbed up a mediocre tower to look at the fucking skyline. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I love how it's like, there was, there was maybe something to that, right? Yeah. Like, like there, I get, I get what they were going at there, but they had to play it off with this big like gotcha moment instead of like, oh, we could, we'll play it that like he's just gonna ignore the terms that he set and be like, oh no, the sunset, I can't see it, we're in a canyon, even though you, the player, know that's bullshit. The sun's obviously still up, they just can't see it because it's kind of hidden behind the canyon, but there's still light out. There's something there, but right. of course they had to do the, nani, nani, nandeska. <laughs> Sundesu Apu! Like, what the fuck? That's so dumb. Your Japanese is amazing. Thank you. I've been practicing two years. Practicing a lot. <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, the Varuni does that surprise bullshit before some anime power stuff happens and he's scared off and the event ends. And, and that's lame enough already, but I always wonder with things like this, like, what were we supposed to think about when we play, <laughs> th- play through this scene and how are we supposed to talk about this with our friends? You know, if we're going to yeah. discuss the games we're playing and shit. Like, so if you and I were still teenagers and we played this when it came out and we're going to talk about it the next day, I, I got it. Like, what the hell did they imagine that conversation would be like when they left the storyboard meeting and designed that scene, right? Like, yeah. And I, I got a note here about, like, oh, man, it was awesome the way Dean totally saw the sunset and surprised the evil guy. <laughs> Who apparently <laughs> can't tell time, <laughs> and it's like never mind the fact that a town full of people were going to let this one asshole, whatever a Varuni is, hang an innocent man that we've proven to be innocent, and also threatened to hang a group of kids. The party at this point is three teenagers. Yeah. I think they, I think the oldest one is seventeen, um, and they're just going to let it happen. And, and, and I, I, I don't know. I, so this is where it started to go off the rails for me. I kept going for a while after this. Um, actually, I'm going to talk about, a little bit more about that scene. Because the, the setup to that scene is not bad. You have a bloodthirsty villain who to, it, will look for any excuse to kill this person, right? He's he's humoring the party's boldness in trying to, to oppose a Varuni, I guess, and save this person they don't know. Because he can't imagine that these kids are going to find the thing that they need and even if they do he'll just kill them anyway because nobody has the guts to stop Haruni and they could have done a number of different things here maybe Dean being the brash teen uh, fights the Varuni and the story changes a bit so that one we actually know what the fuck they are at this point because the scene is like too big the consequences are too big when we don't know what the hell a Varuni is yet yeah because we're, we're as a player, we're just wondering why the hell nobody's doing anything against this one fucking guy that we could easily beat. Um, maybe a new character shows up who interferes, and the story advances that way, and our our party of kids doesn't have to bear the blame for attacking a Varuni or whatever. Right? Yeah, they could they could have knocked him out, and the guy wouldn't know that we did it. Um, any number of things to teach the player about the Varuni a bit, endear us to these characters, but instead. Dean climbs a tower and stares directly at the fucking sun 
before the power of anime kicks in. <laughs> I, I, I just, it pissed me off so much. And then these, shortly after these, that, no, go ahead. I was just going to say these scenes have the quality of being written by like, uh, like a middling early AI. You know what I mean? Like chat GPT, <laughs> maybe before it was quite as good as, as it is now, where it's like, they almost just needed to put something there and they didn't give a shit. And so they throw these half baked like it it just seems like when they when they planned these things out, they didn't care. They just did not care. They're like, We just need some text in this scene to end. So somebody <laughs> fucking write something so I can go develop the next big booby girl. Because that's what the bosses <laughs> really want right now. Um and it's especially upsetting knowing that, like you said, there's a decent setup there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it the it, it, all the pieces were it's that ff7 remake problem we talked about where cloud and tifa addressing uh um marlene being alive right the, yeah. all the pieces are there to do a much better job yeah. but they just like you don't have to change a lot um you don't have to create new set pieces or anything you just have to change a bit of fucking dialogue and it would i work. will never i will never get over the fact that cloud knows for a fact barrett's daughter is alive and safe and barrett doesn't know that but Cloud's being a standoffish jerk and won't just tell him. Yeah. And it's, it's getting mad at him for overreacting. Like, what the... F- I'll never get over it, John. That's some of the baffling. worst shit I've ever seen. That's some of the worst shit I've ever seen. And it's especially bad because of how hyper-realistic and, like, beautiful yes. that game looks and how well-acted those those scenes are, despite the, the dialogue being so bad and dumb, right? All right, we could like, bitch oh, about that forever. <laughs> forever, forever. You know, this is a Final Fantasy VII Remake podcast. Fuck it. The second part of our six-hour series. <laughs> the Reckoning. All right. Um, Anyways. Yeah, so shortly after that, Dean is handed what is basically a grenade and kicked off of a moving train. And the idea is that he's supposed to use that grenade explosion to break his fall. And, <laughs> and he does. He uses a, a fucking grenade to break his fall. These these people have magic. Like you use a spell, fall into a fucking river, anything that makes sense, but it's a, it's a grenade explosion. Yeah, I'm going to tell you right now, that ain't worked that way. So if anybody's <laughs> young and impressionable at home, don't please, please don't try that. And it's not like it creates some debris to land in or something. No, it knocks him back up. <laughs> it <would> like <laughs> shatter his body. <laughs> which, which again, like, you know, maybe in a goofy cartoony game like i honestly think a lunger might be able to pull something like that off because they often do like these you know the classic cartoon thing of like walking over a ledge and still sure. walking in the air a few steps because the character hasn't realized that they've walked off the anyway that kind of shit right that sure. gag the, but the your vibe tone, and the yeah. primitive look it, it could work there and then you get into more realistic people stylized or not and that kind of silliness just yeah, at least for me it doesn't work anymore yeah uh, especially when you have way better tools here, it didn't have to be a grenade. Yeah, that's um, just the game. The game world doesn't really make that make a lot of sense. Fuck, pull out your mega gun that this series is about and shoot your way to safety. I would take yeah. that over a fucking grenade. <laughs> yeah, or like, yeah, like you know, you've got to shoot your gun at the ground and like the recoil of that's gonna slow you down. It's fucking extra shit, but it's yeah. Anyway. I mean, it, honestly, that would be just as bad, but it's it would still be better than a grenade. <laughs> All right, it okay. I'm almost done with Wild Arms Five, but it actually gets worse from here because of the existence of Carol. 
and I sent Kyle and and my brother Jake a clip of her talking in one scene, and both of you had the same reaction, which was, "Why does this character exist?" <laughs> um, and I just I don't get why these writers insist on having these. I don't know even how to describe them. Just super extra child characters with adult voice actors trying to be children, and it's just the cringiest thing ever. Um, it doesn't work. It, every scene with this girl is insufferable, and I just I, I want her to not be in this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. JRPGs they they uh, they have a problem, man. Um. Yeah, yeah. So when Carol was introduced and in that terrible scene, I was I was getting close. I was doing a lot of bitching on Telegram to you guys. Already. You, you were almost uh, ready to come. Okay, I understand. <laughs> you said the scene. You were I was close. almost there. <laughs> And then uh, I got to a scene where, uh, so one of your party members is Greg. He's the the older party member. Um, older in an anime-ish game probably means he's like 22 or something. <laughs> but he looks like a six-foot linebacker while your other guys look like children. Um, so you end up in, I can't remember the name of the town, but in the town Greg is from. And you do a little bit of his backstory. You find out that his daughter and his wife were killed by an enemy you're no doubt going to encounter later that you got introduced to in a cutscene earlier on. He's a guy with like a, a robotic golem piece for a left arm. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so another thing, arms capitalized in, in, I think they're capitalized in text in these games, but on yeah. an arm and wild arms, it's just a firearm. It's a gun. So Greg has a gun uh, in his lap um, while his family's dead and his uh, father-in-law, I think it's his father-in-law, not his actual father, but his father-in-law comes across the scene, finds everybody dead, and and just immediately assumes Greg did it. <laughs> he will not accept that Greg tried to save them. Or maybe, you know, maybe, to benefit of the doubt, maybe he just needs someone to blame and wants an easy answer and... Uh, knows the truth but won't accept it but this game is not capable of expressing nuance like that yeah it's like the, these the the writing that this team is capable of at least at this time they can't pull that off so it comes across as just being incredibly unbelievable and stupid um and like the worst anime themes like this are not slowly built up they're beaten over your head with a fucking hammer <laughs> yeah um anyway all that said uh it's easy to play the armchair critic here 20 years after the fact it's not it's, you know it's not hard to imagine like like you said um you know just finish this piece so i can get back to work it's not hard to imagine a, a boss you breathing down your neck and yeah. the result is just this shit but we got to criticize what we got and this it, it's, it's just it's so also bad. <laughs> yeah it, it's interesting to think i wonder sometimes how much of it stems from what they thought about their target audience and that audience's like intelligence level, and you know how discerning that they would even be, or media savvy, or media saturated. Like, you know, when I played this as a kid, I bet you those things just wouldn't have bothered me nearly as much. Even if I didn't like them, I think I would have just kind of compartmentalized the shitty stuff and been like, oh, okay, whatever. Next, on to the part that I like. Um, and I just yeah, now it's a lot harder, obviously. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I wonder how aware of the quality that they are, that they are. Like, 
are they aware that this isn't particularly good? <laughs> it, it's not like it's not an excuse, though. I don't mean it as any sort of justification because lots of children's media can still be really intelligent and clever. Yeah. Um, and sh- and should be right. Like if you're gonna part- if you're gonna make something, try to make it good. <laughs> that's a piece of wisdom you can take with you to the bank. That's a that's a Kyle <laughs> original. Yeah. Even um, even if that were the case, I I I would still say. I mean, tough luck. You you still made a shit thing. Like you don't have to. What's the word I'm looking for? I guess talk down to a younger audience. Exactly right. Yeah, there's a way. There's a way to tell these stories to a younger audience that, you know, and, and think about how many kid shows have a lot of aspects that a kid's gonna miss, but is, is almost put there for an older an older audience, right? And it's a nice like Easter egg for the say the child if they ever go back to rewatch some of that older media or whatever or replay, right. and realize that they were missing some of those things that were not meant for them. Um, that's that's great. I'm also going to say if in the combat system, if if the kid playing this understands this hex grid system they came up with, and I didn't even get into that, but it's a great battle system. It is a lot of fun. Um, I want to move on to wizardry soon, so I won't go into that much, but. If uh, if the kid playing this can grasp that and make the most of those tools, I gotta imagine they can also uh, pick up on some subtler themes, subtler writing. <laughs> sure. Uh, anyway, that's enough bitching about that. It dropped the ball really fucking hard, so I decided to move on, and I moved on to Wizardry, which is an old first-person dungeon crawling game for the PS2. And Kyle, you watched me play that a bit, and you were bored. Hell. <laughs> yeah it sucks shit dude <laughs> i showed jake some footage too and he's like i don't know why you play these <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't know i don't know I, I i just know it's not something i ever want to engage with but i do see the appeal did you ever play at train odyssey did you ever get into this no i didn't you you haven't tried any of them i just don't like i know they're pretty hardcore and i don't think i i'm gonna have the patience for it that that surprised me a bit because it, it's FF eleven in terms of hardcore. It's just in first person. You know what I mean, yeah, FF eleven's a different beast, though, John. Don't don't ever try to compare anything to that game. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what I'm comparing is what we're willing to put up with in that game, or what we were willing to put up with in that game. Just yeah, in yeah, a different perspective. <laughs> sure. No, I, I um, actually I'm not I'm not opposed to that first person dungeon color perspective. I played um. The first Fantasy Star, I actually beat that like a couple of years ago randomly on the Switch. And that has a lot of those segments where you do like first person dungeon crawly stuff. I actually quite like that perspective. Okay. It's cool. Yeah, I think it works really well when it's done right. Um, yeah, it's, it surprises me that you've you've finished that, but I haven't tried Etrian. That's actually interesting. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to get into Wizardry for a little bit and then we'll get to trivia because we're already 40 minutes in here. Um, I think this is a very charming game. The art is rough, but I, I still like the the look quite a bit. You create your own main character, and you can make your entire party if you want. And you can use, or, or you can use your choice of 14 pre-made characters. They have artwork, they have some personality, and you have to recruit them separately. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that your main character doesn't have a portrait or anything uh, beyond, anything to identify them beyond a little bit of dialogue, because this genre to me is like, pure role-playing yeah um, yeah yeah. and it's just it's a lot of fun um the other part of, of first person games like this the hardcore part we're talking about is just they often have a decently deep mechanics 
um, RPG wise, dungeon crawling wise. It's just all fun to to figure those out and and how to abuse them. <laughs> uh, combat generally really good. You've got six party members split between two rows, front and back. Enemy numbers can be quite a bit higher than your six, but they follow the same rules for the most part. So units in the back row can't be hit by a melee unless you kill the front row blocking your access to that unit. Mm. Um, and if you do that, they're forced to waste a turn moving up to the front row. Is that same uh, for you, obviously, then? Like your back row people can't be hurt unless your front row people get knocked out? Yep, the exception okay. being uh, one thing enemies have that you don't is some enemies can fly and they can bypass that. Oh, okay. Um, Spellcasters, of course, can also bypass that, and ranged attacks can. It's just a restriction for melee. Okay. Um, but the star of the show is their allied action mechanic, which I find pretty interesting. Because basically you order several party members. This is a game where you, you issue all your orders up front. So even though the agility stats and whatnot... Um, the order attacks will play out is going to depend on speed. You're, you're issuing an entire turn's worth of actions uh, before anything happens. So you can order several party members to participate in like team attacks with varying effects. Like you have your basic thing like a double slash, uh, which is like your bread and butter damage move um, and involves two frontline units. So those two are dedicated to that action and you, you can't change your mind. Um, you have something more interesting like a spell cancel or a restrict shot. So if you have a spell caster in the enemy party, you can tell two party members in the back row, the moment you see him cast, react to that and just shut it down. The The consequence of that or like the um, decision making here is, well, he might not cast that turn and those two characters just completely wasted their turn. In, I a, see. Hard, in a hard fight, that could make a difference, right? Because you could have had them heal, but you were too worried about defense. Um, and it's bosses play by the same rules. If they try to cast, but you're dedicating your party members to shut that down, they won't get a single spell off. Nice. But, but if their physical attacks are really strong and you don't know what they're going to do, you've got two people tied up trying to shut that down. Meanwhile, he like four hit combos somebody to death because you should have used restrict shot and you can't okay. use both. <laughs> yep. um, so there's, there's some strategizing, some guesswork there. It's not always great because, again, you have no idea what the enemy's going to do. Um, I think the alternative is letting you know somehow or letting you find out, but I, I wonder if the tension and the strategy just wouldn't be as good. I think you have to accept a little bit of of dice roll jank in a game like this. Um, it's also, yeah, I mean, not to get too... It's got to be realistic or whatever, but... Um, Part of like that's probably what they're trying to capture to some degree, right? Is if you're if you're exploring this dark dungeon, you aren't going to know what the capabilities of all these enemies are. You're just going to have to find out when they fucking try to kill you. Yeah, and and I like that. The only thing I don't like about something like this is uh, in the background, whatever number crunching, whatever RNG determines how effective an attack is, sometimes can get you murdered in one shot when otherwise the enemy would do like one damage. Oh, okay. I'm guessing it's the difference between rolling a one and a fucking D20 or something, because this game is obviously D&D inspired. Right, right. But it stuff like that pisses me off because characters can permanently die in this game. Um, if you if they if they die, you have a chance to revive them with a spell off your own, or you can go back to town and have the church revive them. If you cast revive and fail, their body will turn to ash. 
If you cast revive and fail again, they're gone for good. If they're possessed by an entity called the Reaper in here, um, it's just you can't fight it. Uh, it's just on the map. You'll this thing will spawn. It'll chase you around. It can go through walls and shit. If it touches you, it randomly possesses a party member. That party member gains the ability to see special Reaper doors. So there and, and can harm the undead without a magic weapon or, or magic in general. So there is a an incentive to have someone possessed. The trade-off though is if they're possessed and they die, they're dead for good. Right. And it's not just your pre-made care uh, um, your custom-made characters. The pre-made ones can die for good too. And some of them mm -hmm. have dialogue during uh, story moments. Like whoever's in your party, if it's a pre-made character, they may contribute a bit to the conversation. And it's kind of interesting to to realize that. Um, of the 14 pre-made characters, you might have gotten a different perspective if your party preferences were different. Um, so that's interesting stuff, and I would be, I'm would be i fine with the permadeath even. The thing I hate is the suddenly I was at full health and now I'm dead because of a bad roll. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, it it kind of throws strategy out the window, I guess. I mean, this is it's this what it is feels the, like. To me, this is the D&D conundrum as well, right? Like Dungeons & Dragons can be a lot of fun, but if you're in a combat and you just keep rolling shit, it, it like it just feels terrible. The one difference there being that a, a a DM who doesn't want the story to end is gonna take some pity on you and yeah, they can fudge his rules yeah. behind the yes, scenes. Yes, they right? can. Yeah, they can fudge too. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> and and you know, in my opinion, a good DM will do that if the campaign is otherwise going well and people are just having shit luck. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, um, though. There are there are things they can't do that with because if you're rolling for damage, right? Like if, if it's me doing the offense and I, I know what the enemy's AC is because I already kind of meet it or just failed to meet it. Like right. he can't change that on the fly, right? So if I keep rolling twos, I'm just never going to hit. And, and every time you try to take an action, you just get stonewalled because your, your roll sucked. Right. So... Yeah. yeah, I mean, eventually, I guess you can trap yourself in a scenario. I have not played that much D and D, but, but yeah, it would be definitely it's definitely worse though in a game because it's just a computer that's deciding these things. So yeah, there's no there's no human it's element just, here. Yeah, it's just if if sentences or, or if conditions yeah. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, if statements. Yeah. Um. So, despite that, despite some jank like that, I'm having a ton of fun. I think the combat's pretty solid. I have a few problems with the game. I'm going to get into um, the story. Nothing to write home about. Atmosphere is pretty solid, but it's also, once again, held back by dialogue. There's no voice acting here, which is great, because I imagine if there was, it would be shit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, dialogue is often really superfluous. There are moments where something of value is said, but then there's a ton of pointless flavor text accompanying it, and I'd just rather not have it, because it doesn't... You know, flavor text is fine if it adds something to the world or gives you a little perspective or fleshes out a character, but it doesn't do that here. It's often just like babble. <laughs> yeah, that's that sucks. And often babble that's not translated the best. Hmm. Um, and being an old school dungeon crawler, there's also some additional jank. Like I haven't seen this since FF11, but you can level down in this game. Oh shit! Um, not not just not through death, but there are enemies who, if they successfully land a, a hit on you, will curse you. And the next time you rest, you'll go down a level. That's and brutal. EXP takes a while to get in this game, and the stats you gain when you do that are uh, random within a range. So if you if you reloaded trying to get a better loadout and you succeeded, 
uh, that time is wasted if you level down because you have to do it again. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's just ugh, it's it's cruel and unnecessary. <laughs> um, also, it has the D and D style of spell charges. I like that. I actually don't mind that at all. Yeah. Um, my only complaint with magic in this game is the way you learn it. It's incredibly slow to watch this. Um, you create magic stones, you consume them to learn a spell or increase its rank. And the only problem with that is it's incredibly fucking slow to make and use them. It takes forever. Okay. Um, and there's there's jank like this in here where I don't even know how to describe it, but I guess just a, a lack of some quality of life when it comes to repeating things. You're going to have to do a lot when it comes to going through early dungeon shortcuts that you opened up to get back to the main area or to get to a shop in the dungeon. it's I've been fighting these enemies forever. I can kill the entire enemy party in one shot. Give me some way to get around this crap instead of wasting my time. Yeah. And also they give me, I need 200,000 EXP to level. They give me 50 when I kill them. <laughs> like, like there's got to be... You need how much to level? Uh, one of my characters is approaching needing 200,000. Oh my god, you're getting 50? That's that's upsetting. Well, 50 from the very first enemy. Still. Like, it's way better later. You can get over 10 grand from certain fights. Okay, that's good. Uh, but I'm just saying, very early on, uh, the way that the EXP curve works, it's so absurd later on. Uh, and it works in those deeper dungeon levels, but I still have to go through the, the level 1 floor a lot to visit, like, the monster material shop to learn magic. Yeah, and you're that's gonna, it. Yeah. The way enemies are randomly spawned within the labyrinth here, you're gonna you might get zero fights, you might get fucking six fights on the way because they just sure. get in your way when you're trying to move through the dungeon. Yeah, and it's like goddamn, I don't want to watch the rush attack scene anymore. <laughs> 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 um, that's my probably my biggest complaint. Like, um, hopefully, and I'm not sure how big the Wizardry series is. Um, I'm hoping there's more of this to play after. I think there's at least one on Steam. I'm hoping that some extra quality of life got added. Yeah, that sounds like that's mostly what it needs. So, yeah, it just needs a little more polish, some better writing, a little more quality of life, and goddamn, I eat this shit up. Okay, that's all I've been playing though. So I think it's trivia time. Oh shit! Are you ready for trivia, Kyle? Yeah, let me get my balls out of this vice. Let's go. Okay, we we uh, haven't exchanged ball flicks and punches yet, so we gotta, we did, we, and we we even saw each other in person too. So that was a mistake on our part. I should have brought my PS2. Exploded yeah. nut in a bad way. In a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> not the not the Kirby dive question way. <laughs> okay, are you ready to get started? I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Okay, some of my questions are a little wordy, but the backstory—not backstory, but the description here helps a bit so okay all right um let's Wish get started. Luck. okay number one in the original version of super mario 64 how many stars are there in total uh 120 that is correct yeah boy gets the first one shit i think so i think you'll need i get you there <laughs> i think you only need 70 to actually get to bowser though yeah you definitely don't need them all yeah and of course they're a speedrunner crazy glitches or you can just get there immediately <laughs> i wasn't sure i was a little worried i was pretty sure on 120 but i thought there might be like a, oh there's like a couple like super secret ones it's actually 122 so i'm glad that wasn't the case there might have been more added in the ds version um, okay i'm not actually sure but that's why i went nice. with original because it's definitely 120 so right now then i am poised to do the mario triple jump onto your balls 
Okay. Every time I every time I land from the jump, your balls better be under my feet. All right. So I'll let it go to my nuts. <laughs> Number two, in the Legend of Dragoon, how many additions Ooh. does Dart have in total? Oh come on, that's so mean. Fuck me, it's not that you, many. You played this recently. Yeah, I know, but I didn't like, count how many additions he had. I don't know. Uh, there's double okay. slash. The hint is there's under ten. I know there's I know there's under ten. Doesn't help me at all, you bitch. Um, okay, <laughs> there's double slash. There's volcano. There's burning rush. That's right. I think there's four more. <laughs> I'm gonna say seven. That is correct. Is it really? Oh, good. Yes. Fuck. Okay, hold on. So, do you have the names there by any chance or no? No, I didn't record it. Um, okay. Hold up, everybody. Let's look it up. Let's look it up. I, I did not expect you to get that one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I did. I mean, I almost beat that game. I almost beat that fucking game, dude. Okay, sorry. So, double slash, volcano. Sorry, let me say these in the proper term. Double slash. Volcano <laughs> Burning Rush Crush Dance Madness Hero Moon Strike Blazing Dynamo Very good Are those actually how they sound? I don't remember uh, Actually I only know for a fact the first three The last four I made up totally But they sound vaguely <laughs> like that Double Slash Volcano It's good improv Thank you, thank you This one might be hard for you Because I don't know your history with this game but i know oh, you've shit. played it oh shit in teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles okay. in time for okay. the SNES. yep what is yep. the name of the first boss um it's the fly guy that's right fuck i'll accept just first name if you can get it is it max that is not right uh hold on hold on you're in the right like he's yeah, yeah I know phonetics. he's a recurring he's yeah he's a recurring <laughs> character in the series he's in the the new uh, turtles like sides where we beat him up okay fuck I haven't, play, I haven't played that can I get can I get it for fly guy <laughs> <laughs> no but the question was named is there an X in his name. So you you so you guessed Max. I will tell you that that's almost correct. The first letter is earlier in the alphabet than M. Baxter. Yes. Baxter. <laughs> Baxter Stockman. Stockman. Yeah. Okay. Can yeah. I take a half point for that? If we're doing half point, okay. That means one nut. One <laughs> testicle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if My you're left a tripod, one. Please. If you're a tripod, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I don't know how you do half a nut, but okay. <laughs> Uh, Good question. Okay. So actually, I I, I don't you, you don't know my history with that game. My right. um, my babysitter as a child, she had a son who was my age. So we grew up going to the same school and grade and all that shit. We played the ever living fucking shit out of that game on Super Nintendo. Oh fuck! Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Jake and I devoured that game. Um, yeah. I know we beat it. I don't know how many times, but we had so much fun. Yeah, that game's amazing. Still, still, still holds up. Very fun game to play. Looks great, sounds great. It definitely holds up. Yep. Um, okay, I'm, I'm thinking you'll know this one. Okay. In Mega Man X, in which boss stage can you find the Hadouken? Oh, um, Armored Armadillo. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so in Mega Man X and X2, you can get Street Fighter moves that can one-hit kill bosses. But you have to be at full health to use them. 
have to be at full health, and some of them are pretty damn tricky to pull off. In Mega Man X2, it's the Shoryuken, which is yeah. much harder to land than the fucking Hadouken. Yeah. So um, I'm going to do that. Cool. I'm going to do the Mega Man X fully charged uh, blaster when you get the upgrade to your balls. <laughs> the, uh, the pink the, like, spiral. S- yeah, this pink spiral <laughs> snaky thing. That shit's going to hit you balls. <laughs> All right, here's one that I'm assuming you'll know. No shit. In That's Lunar, a lot of pressure. Silver Star Story complete for the Never PS1. heard of that game. What is that? <laughs> it's a really mediocre RPG. Oh, sounds okay. right up my alley. <laughs> uh, in that game, Jackie Powers voices Mia Hausa and one other primary character. Who is that character? Who the fuck is Jackie Powers? I don't this know who like, voices. It's like your I, favorite yeah. game. You don't look this anything is, up. <laughs> this is the era. This is the era, though, of voice actors who. I've never heard of and who did one thing and then clearly died or fell off the face of the earth. Um, okay, <laughs> Mia Hausa. Who else does she voice? So I'll give you the hint. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need a hint. Yeah, yeah. Primary character does not mean playable character. So it's it's not... Uh, I'll clarify even further. It's not one of the main playable characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is an ally, though. It's not just her mother, is it? Also, her voice is uh, clearly like modulated to to be this character. Oh, you had a guess. I don't think it's this, but it's is it Null? It is Null. Is it? It's yes, that's right. I could have swore. Um, <laughs> that's what the, that's what behind the voice actor says anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay, okay. Um. There, there's a scene in the making of DVD where it shows the actress doing those lines. Right. I could have swore for some reason that that was the same girl who did um, Luna's singing, but I, I know that's not right. So cool. Okay. Yeah. I'm not really gonna take credit for that one, but uh, but thanks. I'm glad I learned something today. Maybe we'll strike that one because I thought you would know that. <laughs> no, I don't strike it. You got me. You fucking got me, dude. One more. All right. Uh, that means you get what do you get? I get maybe because of the nature of the question, you get a pleasant starlight to the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Those things look heavy and like glass. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh, okay, next question. Uh, in the original version of Street Fighter Two, which of the following characters did not make an appearance? This is oh, shit, tits. Okay. So is it A, Sagat? Is it B, Blanca? Didn't remember this. Is, did not make an appearance. Is it C, Cami? Is it D, Dulcim? Or Dulcim. I don't know how you say that. Shit. So Sagat, Blanca, Cami, Dulcim. I don't know why I think this. Okay, my instinct, I'm not, this is not my answer yet, don't react. My instinct, <laughs> okay. for whatever reason, is that Sagat was added later for some reason. But I think, I think he's too pivotal like a villain. Um, and my, like, analytical brain says, Blanca's a fucking weird little green guy. There's no way he was base. <laughs> uh, so do I go my instinct or my, my analysis? And they both could be wrong. I'm going to say Blanca. It was Cammy. It was Cammy. Oh wow! 
She first appeared in Super Street Fighter 2, The New Challengers, and that was already the fourth fucking version of Street Fighter Wow, that's insane. She took four iterations to come out? Four iterations, yeah. Sagat was, uh, I think, like the main... Uh, like antagonist for Ryu, I guess. Or like they they had that shared history where Ryu scarred Sagat, I think. Right, um, right. I think that was like pretty much right away. Um, and I think Bison was always the the big bad, but yeah. Or as we should say, Balrog. <laughs> oh yes, his his because the names are mixed up. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, next question. This is number eight. In 2002, which Castlevania game was removed from the series timeline? In 2002? Yep, and I'll I'll give you the hint here. Koji Igarashi was not involved with the game and was pretty critical of it during an interview for Harmony of Dissonance. Oh, interesting. Fuck. There were two on the N64, were there not? Yeah, so, I'll, okay, the next, I'll give you an additional hint. It's not on in 64. Oh. Cockfucker. <laughs> this is be, uh, I believe this is after N64's time. So it's, it's not Lords of Shadow. That's too late. That's too late. Much too late. Eh? So I th- think uh, same era, same eh? style as Harmony of Dissonance. What? Is that a DS one? That's... Oh man, this is making it too easy. <laughs> uh, you remember Harmony with Juiced Belmont? No. And what platform that's on? No. All right, it's GBA. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have no fucking clue. Circle of the Moon. Oh really? Oh, I thought I thought you knew he wasn't involved with that one. No, I have no idea. You like that game quite a bit, do you not? Oh yeah, I've beaten it like. Two or three times now. That's that's the one with the Belmont still, right? With the Whip guy. Uh, he's not a Belmont though. Oh, but he's a straight. Okay, Whip guy, but he's not a Belmont, right? Yep. Um, now, in that interview, he says that it was removed be- from the timeline because the developers intended it to be a standalone title. Oh, okay. He was also pretty critical of the game, so it's it's hard to say. So, yeah, it so was, it removed he was, from the timeline. Huh, he was still developing. Castlevania games at the time and they were developing offshoots at the same time? He might have stepped away to do something else um, with like still within Konami, like a different game. I don't know what else he's involved in, but I think during a gap in Castlevania games, um, a side team decided to try one and they created Circle of the Moon, which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. that's Um, kind of what started the whole um, Aria of Sorrow, Dawn of Sorrow style too, right? With like the Creature soul collecting? Uh, yeah, but with the DSS cards, yeah. Because um, you can get them as just drops from enemies. And you okay, have no so, idea okay. that's a thing. Um, so you end up farming things to see what they can drop. Right. Um, th- th- there's the farming collection aspect to it, definitely. Nice. I'm really sorry to do this, John. And I refuse to edit this, but I do have to pee. I'll be right back. Keep them entertained. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Kyle has got a few questions right so far. Let's go over what he's got. He got number one correct with the number of stars. He got the number of additions that Dart has in Legend of Dragoon correct. That surprised me. 
We'll give him credit on Baxter Stockman. Uh, oh God, we actually skipped the question. We have to go back because I'm an idiot. So we'll we'll go back to that in a second. Um, he got Mega Man X correct. He did not get credit for Lunar because I thought he would know that. He didn't get credit for a Street Fighter question. And he missed Circle of the Moon. What do you think, guys? Did I make these questions too hard? Kyle is still pissing. This is your entertainment. I, I got nothing to say. This is a... Uh, I'm reminded of Kyle's thing where he's like, fuck you, there's no plan. That, 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 there, that's right, there's no plan. What did you teach me? Or teach me? What did you teach them while I was gone? Uh, there's some dead air, and I said, uh, this reminds me of Kyle's thing where he said, fuck you, there's no plan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, that was a big old pee. It was, the tank was full. I was trying real hard to just hold it, but listen, you that, get older, and you, you can't just treat your body that way anymore, you know? It works out because I realized that I forgot a question. <laughs> oh, wow! Um, I like that Castlevania <laughs> question quite a bit. By the way, that was that was good. I had no idea that that was kind of like a black sheep, almost in Igarashi's eyes, and not developed by him. So, thank you. I'm like, I like this. Listen, part of the trivia should be learning. So it was go. great. It was really good. Okay, up next, I'm gonna go. We have to go back to question four because I skipped. Okay. It. In Chrono Trigger. Name the final, <laughs> name the final battle track that starts when Lavos enters his second form. Oh, do you remember the name of that song? No, I definitely don't. Bonus points if you can hum it. <laughs> no, I definitely don't know it. You can't. You can't. No hear idea that at all. No. What? No, my my knowledge of the end of that game is so bad because I beat it one time. I What's played I it say? a million You'll times. Know it. Do you remember World Revolution? No. All right, pull it up and listen. I'm doing it. I'm doing everybody. I'm listening to World Revolution. <laughs> He's gonna sing Chrono Trigger. <laughs> you, as soon as you hear it, you'll know it. I'm telling you, John. I don't know this song. Really? Because I have so little experience with the end of this game. I fought Lavos Shit. a single time, like literally one time over a decade ago. And for whatever reason, this is part of the OST I just never get to. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Well, it's very cool learning, song. I learned very cool song. just now. <laughs> <laughs> you learned. You like me even less than you thought you already did. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Again, Chrono Trigger, obviously an amazing game. It holds a special spot in my heart but despite having played a shit ton of it growing up and even as an adult on and off i've only ever actually properly finished at one time so good to know yeah okay that, yeah so that was number four that was world yeah. revolution We're so is that question number nine now. is that chrono's initial wooden katana to my balls that's uh <laughs> yeah we'll go with that <laughs> maybe maybe a gato punch to the balls oh <laughs> See, I could have done that one. <laughs> He'll do it while he's singing. All right, number nine. In Final Fantasy IX, Sid appears as the regent of Lindblum. Before we meet him, his wife Hilda discovered he had an affair and turned him into a small monster. What is that monster called? An oglop? That's correct. Hell yeah. 
The Oglop. The Oglop. I only little insect <laughs> thing. Yeah, I only know that because I played that not too long ago and ended up giving up on it. Final Fantasy IX ain't for me, but that's what I was counting on, though, that you would remember that. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. That was very targeted. I feel, I feel seen. So, thank you. <laughs> you, I don't know if you'll get this one. Oh, number ten. In two thousand two, again in two thousand two. Capcom announced five games for the GameCube, fittingly referred to as the Capcom 5. One of those games was Resident Evil 4. Of the other four, which one of these was canceled? Was it A, PN03, B, Beautiful Joe, C, Dead Phoenix, D, Killer7? Dead Phoenix, C. That's correct. PN0- I wasn't sure if you would know PN03. Is that the one with the girl on the cover who has like the blue spiky hair and a gun? No, uh, no, no, not, no, no. I, you had this game, did you not? I did, and it was awful. <laughs> okay, okay. Did you try to love it though? Oh yeah. I mean, I, feel I, like- I bought it because like the sci-fi aesthetic, and I was hoping for like. I, I, I'm struggling to like recall the time here, but this was GBA GameCube era. Obviously, still huge fan of metroid my thought was this is maybe a new sci-fi heroine yeah yeah and then you got girl suit looked cool but was the main <laughs> character <laughs> basically yeah <laughs> and this bizarre rhythm gameplay and oh really the you have like no camera control other than some weird you can switch the angle to be like over the shoulder for some reason i guess because they just learned that on re4 <laughs> <laughs> Um, it, yeah, it, it actually, I revisited it recently through the mighty powers of emulation. And I remembered why I sold that game. <laughs> nice. Oh, cool. That's always, uh, anyway. that's always satisfying. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. So it was C dead Phoenix. That one did that, never came to be. Did that turn into anything? Do you know, or is it, it's just properly scrapped? I think properly scrapped. I don't know if any parts of that were recycled into anything else. Is there like I'm not, I'm not even sure how much info we got on it. I was gonna say, is there still evidence of it? Yeah, there's some stuff. It almost looks Panzer Dragoony in a little way. It seems uh-huh. like a flying bit. Yeah. Anyways, could have been interesting. The Capcom Five. What? Who called it that? It was that like a media colloquial? Thing? Oh, interesting. I'm guessing. I'm guessing. Yeah, that's. I don't remember hearing about that. But then, but then only four inevitably came out. Yep. Huh. Neato burrito. Number 11. Are you ready for 11? No. <laughs> the SNES featured a graphics mode that allowed a background layer to be rotated and scaled. Used for things like the racetrack perspective in Mario Kart and F-Zero. Yep. Yes, it did. Do you did. know the name of that Fuck mode? you. Fuck, I do too. Oh, crap. I'm going to need some time, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Um... <laughs> I know you've heard this. <laughs> I know, I know, I know it. I fucking know it, dude. Fuck. The worst part is I just want to keep saying Turbo Graphics. Um, it is incorrect. <laughs> it's called something Mode, correct? Yeah, Mode is in the name. Yep. <gasps> it's Mode and then a number. That is also correct. Oh shit! Mode seven. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there, yep. there were actually eight graphics modes on the SNES, starting at mode zero, and mode seven was the most oh, popular was, one. Oh, was okay, okay, the one everybody knows. Interesting, cool. Thanks for oh, guiding me along seven. that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, number 12. I'm hoping you'll know this one. Mm. Actually, I'm not. Cause I was going to say, I've already, I've already disappointed you a few times. So. <laughs> what was the first game level 5 developed? Holy shit. First ever? First game listed on their Wikipedia. Oh, no. <laughs> you, you definitely know the game. Dragon Quest Eight. No. <laughs> Fuck. Is that your guess? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> you said no. <laughs> Dumbass. That's how trivia works. <laughs> that is incorrect. Is that your guess? Um, shit. First game. Give you another stab. You're going to have a year. Or, oh, you know, give me whatever stat you're going to give me. It's probably better than the year. I don't know why I asked for that. <laughs> oh, no, I said I'll give you another stab. Oh. Oh. Um, yeah, okay, I guess uh, let me think of a hint here. It was supposed to be a PS2 launch title, but it got delayed. If you can remember that era at all and the announcements. Dragon Quest Eight. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. It does start with D. Drakengard. That's not no, that's definitely not them. Um, Are you ready to give up? <laughs> level five. Fuck. I need you to keep guiding. I'm not gonna. It's not counting as me getting it right at this point. But I need you to keep guiding me to the answer, John. Uh, the main character's name is Toen. What? Named what? Toen. T O A N. There's a talking slingshot. I think his name is Steve. Oh, that's their first game. Yep. Dark fucking cloud. Dark cloud. That you know what? That's crazy because that that game smacks very much of first game energy. It's still right. good. It's still a good game. Um, but you can tell like they were just trying some shit out. Yeah, that's cool. I think they started strong. I think there's obviously tons of jank in that game. Yeah, definitely. But, but yeah, they started with an interesting idea. Uh, there's a lot of charm in the graphics. I think even today. Yeah, the the worst part of that game, in my opinion, is the farming for gems and like monster killer things to upgrade your weapons. Maybe the combat in general, given it yeah. no dodge or anything. Yeah, true enough. I it's mean, it's it, it's definitely be, it's better than Alundra, <laughs> I think. But I haven't played Dark Cloud in quite some time, so I'm curious to revisit that. I I played it a couple years <laughs> ago with a friend, and it, we had quite a good time. It was really just the the upgrading your weapons that sucked so much shit. So okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That Damn. Was number twelve. Shit. So that means you get a talking slingshot to the ball. Okay, I'll take it. Steve's hilarious. Or, or some guy named Steve. <laughs> How about Goro's mallet to my balls? Uh, there you go. <laughs> who who are the other party members? Um, there's a lot. There's Tom, Goro. Goro's there's the, the hammer guy. Zhao is the cat, I think. X I A O. Ruby. That, that's the. That's the cat girl with the slingshot. Yeah, Zhao is the cat girl. Ruby's the genie girl with the rings, the magic rings. Okay. I think there's one or two more yet. It's it's quite a few, and and they all have weapons, and like you can switch between them on the fly. It's kind of crazy. Like different roles in the dungeon. Yeah, that's right. I'm looking. Up I got I got to imagine as soon as you get a ranged attack, you that's all you want to use. Yeah, could, well that's the thing. The the slingshot shit's really nice because of how uh, how safe it is, right? Um, yeah, it's Toan, Xiao, Goro, Ruby, and then I missed Ungaga, who's the only one I didn't get. He uses spears. Ungaga, interesting. Oh, wait. No, there's one more. Hold on. Ruby, Ungaga. Oh, and Osmond. Oh, he has guns. 
damn, that's, I don't remember yeah. most of these people. Yeah, the game's long. I, I only ever got as far as getting Ruby, so I have never really come that close to beating that game. I would like to someday, actually. Making me want to play some Dark Cloud. Yeah, well, we'll add it to our list of, uh, of games. Maybe we'll maybe use that as a palate cleanser between Alundra's. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe that's the one after Alundra 2. I would love to beat Dark Cloud someday. All right, I think we just got our next Parsec game. Dope, guys. Dark Cloud. Also, check it out if you haven't. It's a cool game, cool piece of little gaming history, level 5's first game. If you didn't know that, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> Dark Cloud 2 sucks. Don't play that one. Yeah, I did, did not enjoy that. It's just the writing. The writing, they decided that they were going to have a way more front seat writing and like narrative aspect and it sucks so bad if i remember correctly also you were frequently bogged down in like not just the writing but the pacing of like getting through those scenes yes yeah like it's 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 too much dark cloud's very like here you go play a game you know anyways yeah dark cloud one's cool plus you get to build towns over and over again yeah that's gone in dark cloud too isn't it yeah i'm pretty sure okay Number 13. Are you ready? I am ready. In Pokemon Red and Blue, Ooh. a rumor began that players could find a legendary Pokemon hidden under a truck by moving it with the strength ability. Which Pokemon was that rumor about? Shit. I actually don't know. Um, so I'm, This is going to be a guess. Um, so it was a legendary Pokemon. Yeah. Is it Mew? It's Mew, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I didn't know that that's what was under the truck, though. I barely remember that truck thing. That's that's such a... God, forgive me. I'm going to wax poetic about being a little bit older. <laughs> um, the days of pre-internet. We have... Obviously, the internet's amazing and can do so many incredible things. And if it was gone tomorrow, I would miss it incredibly. But we have <laughs> lost something in having everything at her fingertips at all times. And one of those is, like, urban legends and, and rumors and myths around games and stuff. And that was always so... I don't know. It's just it's fun to look back on those things. Man, even when I'm thinking of, like... Again, we've talked about it before, but I'm trying to figure out some path into game dev. And whenever we're thinking of an idea or I'm thinking of something on my own, I'm thinking of secrets. And then my... Oh, just cool things for a player to discover. Yeah, and I can't help but think, well, as soon as someone does, it's going to be in a guide somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's not talked about the way it used to be. Right? No, yeah, exactly. It's not. It can't. It can't be as social an experience. You know, I literally remember trading secrets on the playground about games we were playing, and somebody, mm-hmm. you know, like kids blowing my minds because they knew something I didn't know, and they, you know, invariably it was something they knew from like an older sibling because we were all too stupid. You know, like they were still getting it from another source almost, but right. It was still so cool. Um, yeah. And part of that, though, was from the older sibling. They were probably watching them play. True. That, too. Yeah, there, there was just this this great social aspect. And I guess you could still recreate that. If you you know get your group of friends, play a game blind together, and stay off the fucking internet. <laughs> yeah. Which, again, it's just tougher, right? You have to make an effort to do that now, where back then it was the only option. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to avoid yeah, not give in to those instincts to to look up what you're missing because of FOMO. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. So Mew, Mew, just for the record, Mew is, in fact, under the truck if you use the Strength HM. So make sure if you're playing Pokemon Red or Blue right now that you go and try that. Definitely true. If it's not working for you, you just you did something wrong. You've corrupted your save file, actually, and you have to delete it. So. You have to start over, and you got to yeah. do Nuzlocke. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to do Nuzlocke or Mew will not appear under the truck. And if you do Nuzlocke <laughs> and get to the truck again and Mew's not there, it got corrupted again. So that's on <laughs> you. Keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> <laughs> Some kid out there is like, fucking knew it. <laughs> I guess he'd be like 40 tonight. But... Yeah, he's still a kid. A kid at heart because he's still playing for the red. So. Right. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for number 14? I'm ready for 14. In which of the three Donkey Kong Country games on the SNES did Dixie Kong first appear? That's got to be Donkey Kong Country 2. Diddy Kong's Quest. It is number two, that's right. I thought maybe it would throw you out because I think number three has Dixie in the name. Yeah, well, yeah, Dixie is in number three and she's kind of like the lead in that one, but it's her in Chunky Kong or Baby Kong, I think. That's right, yeah. Baby Kong, I think. Chunky Kong is 64. In his little PJs. Yeah, little, little PJs. Yeah, I, I love... Uh, Diddy Kong's Quest is my, my favorite of that trilogy. I I, I have the cart of that, like the physical cart of that game, and I beat it on original hardware when I was in, like, second year undergrad, so... Shit. Like, fucking 10, 12 years ago now, but... Yeah, good times. So no uh, red angry hornet to the balls for you? Oh, that yeah, true. Oh, God, those things... Um... That game in those games also has an incredible soundtrack. So just go oh, yeah, listen to it. Donkey, phenomenal. Donkey has a whole video on how good the Donkey Kong Country game soundtracks are. So yeah, it, Everyone it, who talks about Donkey Kong music uh, takes a chill moment for that underwater music. Yeah, man. Because it's just so good. It's so good. <laughs> the vibes. <laughs> okay, number 15. Like Final Fantasy and, 15, my favorite one. Okay, go ahead. Th- th- that's right. <laughs> In Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, shit. Ban- I actually... Sorry, go ahead. This Do is you know a this huge, game huge blind spot for me. Go ahead. Okay, we'll try it. Gruntilda wants to steal the beauty of Banjo's sister for herself. What is Banjo's sister's name? Uh, is it like Coco? The hint is it rhymes with beauty. Oh. Banjo... Because, remember, Gruntilda rhymes whenever she speaks. Oh... The beauty the fuck of fuck rhymes with Judy. No. <laughs> <laughs> the booty of Judy. Um, it is. Uh, that's your guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I don't know. What is it? Tootie. Tootie. T o o t y. Oh, that's a actually hilarious name. Way better than Judy. <laughs> the beauty of Tootie. Girl be farting. <laughs> All right. Damn. I think. I think also the. You know, it's banjo, it's kazooie, it's tootie as in like a music note. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. The themes of it. But yeah, so that is going to be a Gruntilda's cauldron to the balls. Oh, shit. Okay, as long as she's there, she's hot. So. <laughs> um, are you ready for number 16? Number 16. Like the Final Fantasy that's not yet out, but is my favorite one. Soon to be your favorite Final Soon Fantasy. Soon to be. Which Monster Hunter game introduced underwater combat? Oh, Monster Hunter 3. That's right. But, well, Monster Hunter Try. Monster Hunter Try. Sorry, sorry. Monster Hunter Try. I was thinking of Monster Hunter 3. I'm pretty sure it's also Monster Hunter 3. Yeah, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate is what I was thinking, which is the one that I actually played more on the the Wii U. But, yeah, Monster Hunter Try. And for bonus points, I'm deciding for myself, (laughs) what's the name of the first monster that you fight underwater? The flagship monster of that game. I think it's asking me. (laughs) I'm asking myself. And I think it's Legiacris. That's right, yep. Or Legiacris, as some people say. 
Yeah, he was like the big showcase. Yeah, and his armor is fucking sick looking. He's a dope looking monster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so no Lagria. Oh, I can't say it. Lagiacris chomped the balls for you. Damn. That would have been fun. Okay, number 17. Oh, sorry. Just sorry. For the listeners, that is the game that got me into Monster Hunter in the first place. Had a, I, like, that's when the formula finally clicked for me. Actually, so, same for me, I would say. Yeah, so forever. That, that was Monster Hunter on the Wii. Yeah, you, you played Wii. Yeah, you, you actually played Try, where, where I was playing yep. 3 uh, Ultimate, which we did play together very briefly when we got it to work for, for a second. A little bit, yep. Remember how hard getting the Wii oh, yeah. U online together to work was? Fucking pain in the ass. Well, especially in that game. Oh my god almighty. I, um, I think when I played this on the Wii, I had a USB keyboard, the cheapest pink roll-up keyboard I could find at like GameStop or whatever, EB Games. And uh, I think the Wii had a LAN adapter I bought so I could play online, and I had a ton of fun with it. But That's awesome. Pain in the ass. <laughs> um, I actually believe I just saw the other day that they fans just got some fan working uh like servers up for this game Shit. so for the first time because it was i think it was a big deal i think it was on reddit they're saying for the first time since the server shut down officially you can actually play monster hunter 3 or monster hunter try online with friends again that's actually because awesome. you haven't been able to do that for like a decade so yeah leave it to the fans i know man okay number 17 of 23 in total which Bloodborne boss is called the Daughter of the Cosmos? Oh, that's got to be Ebrietus. That is correct. Ebrietus. The awesome, bizarre slug creature almost that is fucking... The environment in that area, it's just everything comes together. It's also, like, kind, I can't kind even of a, explain it. So. Yeah, kind of like a hidden, a hidden boss too, right? But it's mm-hmm. a hidden boss that tie, like ties in that that cosmic horror theme so well, so it's an absolute must. So oh, yeah. So also, uh, I think my favorite kill in the game is when she brought her head down, and I did the charged up flaming stake driver to the face. That's awesome. With an oil urn, it, that was when I was like, stake driver fucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's sick. Okay, number seventeen. That's no sluggy. Uh, Briatus trails on your balls for you. <laughs> well, that just sounds pleasant. <laughs> uh, number 18. Which fictional planet does Super Metroid take place on? Super Metroid? Yep. Fuck. Is it Talon 4? Nope, that's Prime. Ah! Um, it's not It's not series? Series? Uh, no, you're thinking Is of that the one Station. Up? Oh. Cock fuck, hold on. I, whatever, I didn't get it, but let me just see if I can pull it out of my butt here. See if you can guess. Do you want a hint? I do. Starts with a Z. Zebus. Yep. Zebus. Damn it. Zebus. Damn it all. That's, yeah, it's Sarah Station, which explodes. And which explodes, and then Zebus. Okay. But Talon 4 is Prime, and that's because I've been watching Prime content lately. Fuck. Because of the awesome remaster. Because of the remaster, fam. That I have yet to get my hands on. Okay, number... Oh, actually, wait. That's, uh, what is that for you? Is that a super bomb in the balls? Maybe a Ridley tickle? 
super bomb. Yeah, that would but obliterate. We, no, no, we gotta go. We gotta drain your vitality with a Metroid. Device. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Here he goes. You know, I respect it. <laughs> Number nineteen. Which Famicom RPG was the inspiration for the first Resident Evil game? I have no fucking clue. I'm almost um, positive you've seen videos on it. It has an unusual name. It's like a horror RPG for the, the Famicom. Hmm. Nope. I'm going to need I'm, a hint. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it, too. Um, if think of a hint now <laughs> I, I didn't have one ready for this yeah i didn't have any hints ready for you either <laughs> just <laughs> seat in my pants um trying to think of a descriptor here pleasant house <laughs> what'd you say pleasant house <laughs> happy home sweet home <laughs> sweet home yeah, you've heard of Sweet Home, right? I have not. Oh, I, I was I was certain you've at least seen that the YouTuber talk about it. No, no, I definitely haven't seen this before. Definitely something worth looking into. Yeah, yeah, um, cool. Have you played it before? I have not played it, but it's uh, just a cool little bit of history. Is it, uh, you know, is it like well-liked from an actual playing the game perspective, do you know? Uh, I've watched someone talk about it, and this was years ago. If I recall, they had a good time with it because it's like this this house full of traps and you you have various party members stuck in this scenario together and you can swap them out and they can die permanently depending on your decisions damn and it has i think turn-based rpg combat but it's also contemporary so you've got like a reporter and like i think a dude with a baseball bat as a weapon oh damn that's cool it's just an interesting idea even way back on famicom days is it i'm guessing it was never translated officially i don't think so well this could be our japanese learning uh, uh, exercise. There you go. Plays through some sweet home. Um, okay, you ready for number twenty? Uh, wait, that's gonna be a, a possessed. <laughs> I don't. Know. I guess there's a ghost in here somewhere. It's a ghost of the balls, guy. <laughs> I see a, a, a red fleshy guy with a big meat cleaver in one of these. So how about he just slashes my balls off? <laughs> There you go. That sound good? <laughs> this one will have to be marked explicit. <laughs> <laughs> they all do. They all do. Uh, number 20. In Mega Man X, Zero self-destructed to help X defeat Vile. In X2, X can repair Zero by gathering his parts. How many parts are there? Fuck. Three? That's correct. Yeah, it's it's like head, torso, and legs, right? And the hint was the number of optional bosses that can appear yeah. in the main stage. Yeah, yeah. Remember those um, guys? Yeah, I do. Fuck, they're tough too. What the fuck are their names? Yeah, they're they're hard. Um, I don't remember their names. I don't remember either. That's okay. That's okay. Fuck those guys. Yeah. Fuck those guys. Fuck three those guys. dudes. Uh, three three dudes. Three parts. And you get to play zero at least very briefly. Nice. Actually, no. I don't think you get to play them. It's not until X three that you get to play them. Um. Okay. So no, no Z saber to the balls for you. Thank God. Uh, number twenty-one. In Monster Hunter Rise, name one or both of the Kagura Village twins. God damn it! That game story doesn't matter. <laughs> That's this why is I had such this here. a mean question. You and I shit. played like we must have played a hundred fucking hours there, and I could not recall without looking them up. 
Oh, God. Yeah, that's actually so mean. Damn. <laughs> and you talk to them so often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Kimiko and Dimiko. Um, <laughs> Is that your guess? <laughs> no. You get, you get one more attempt. Only, only one name. You only need one. Kagura is the name of the village, right? Yep. That's what you said? So they do have Japanese names. Yeah. Himeno. Himeno. Closer. Hinoa. Uh, Hinoa. No, I wasn't that close. Hinoa. And what's the other one? Minoto. Yeah, no. God damn yeah, it. I, <laughs> I knew that was just mean because... We yeah, so much, <laughs> and they matter so little. They matter so fucking little, dude. The story for those <laughs> games always matters that little, though. Like they need to, Monster Hunter needs to embrace the fact that they need the most bare ass serviceable story ever, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Get out of my way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, don't drag it down with like twenty five dialogue box length cutscenes. Yeah. Seriously, which they, don't do they that. did so much in the DLC. Yep. Um, God, that was so tedious. But yep. it's just let me get back to the gameplay. Let me get back to the game. <laughs> okay, that is a Rathian poison spike to the balls. Ooh. Like that you went for the queen. Very good. Gotta. Uh, okay, are you ready for number 22? I'm ready for the penultimate question, John. <laughs> There's one more after this. I guess that's, that's why I said penultimate <laughs> dick. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, getting what, defensive. <laughs> what company developed Crystalis? Oh, fuck. Oh, shit, dude. I don't think I know. That's a, these are great questions, and I'm ashamed. <laughs> oh, yeah, we beat that. I forgot that we beat that. Sure did. That was awesome. I mean, it wasn't awesome. That game was kind of bullshit, but... Remember the bosses in that game? They actually suck. Oh, fuck. They the, suck so bad. I still have a soft spot for that game, but there's so much jank in there. Yeah. For, oh yeah, I definitely have a soft spot too. And I was actually amazed just how like big that world was, and yes. how like Zelda formula it kind of was before Zelda realized it was going to be that. It was. Uh, it was still a lot of fun. It's not. No. It's minus not, the jank. It's not minus Hudson. Atlas? Nope. I don't know. Nope. Is, uh, is the company still around today? Uh, I believe so. They still make fighting games. The, the, oh, their series Capcom? Is, nope. Their oh. series is the King of Fighters. Oh, it's at SNK. That's right. Oh, shit. SNK. Shit, yeah, that's wild. You get the Crystalis full charge to the balls. Okay. Right to the balls. Right, the boss. Okay. <laughs> Number oh, twenty-three. The instead, final question. Kyle. Instead, can I get a dolphin charge to the balls? <laughs> yeah, sure. Thanks. <laughs> you can use your skin flute to summon him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number twenty-three. The final question. What's the best Final Fantasy game of all time? And this oh. is a multiple choice. Oh shit. Is it to a, end it this way? Cruel. Is it a, is it A Final Fantasy Thirteen? Is it B the Thirteenth Final Fantasy? Is it C the Final Fantasy before Final Fantasy Fourteen? 
<laughs> That's it. <laughs> so, hear me out. Here we go. Hear me out, John. Let's do some math here. All right. Okay. So, Final Fantasy games in order by release date. Final Fantasy 1 and 2. Final Fantasy Legend. Wait, was Legend... You don't get to choose this. This is mainline. <laughs> oh, Legend no is actually stories. Legend is actually a saga <laughs> game. So yeah, you're right. Final Fantasy one and two, Final Fantasy three, Final Fantasy four. Mystic Quest is a saga game. Okay, five, six. So far, I'm just counting. Yep. Seven, Tactics. That counts. Tactics. That's a side game. That's a main game. It's not a number. Yeah, that's count. a main. <laughs> uh, eight. <laughs> Nine. Still just counting so far. Fair enough. Ten. Now hear me out. Ten two. Eh? Pass. <laughs> so the thirteenth game is Final Fantasy twelve. I choose the answer the thirteenth game in the series. You're actually wrong though. There was a hidden dialogue option. <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> It was D. The correct answer was D Kyle. Shit. And what what is the correct answer? It was just empty. It was an empty dialogue. Was it Chocobo Tales? <laughs> it was that recent Chocobo GP game that's going to close soon. <laughs> Chocobo GP? Oh, like Grand Prix? Yeah, is it like the racing one? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. That I, if I remember correctly, was full of microtransactions. Oh, it was Mobius Final Fantasy. Mobius. <laughs> the Mobius. iOS and Android game. All right, so this is a this is this is the painful experience of Final Fantasy Thirteen to the balls, Kyle. No, that's the worst one of all, dude. That is the worst punishment of all. I time. will never have children. <laughs> um, shit. All right, I don't think let's I did review. too hot. Let's review and see what you got. So number one, the Mario sixty four stars. You got that. You got Legend of Dragoon. You got number two. Okay. Uh, I think I gave you credit for Baxter Stockman. Yes, you did. I'll, I'll take the credit because I did poorly. So go on. You so that's three so far. You I'm did counting. Not get yeah. world. You didn't get World Revolution. Yeah, I should have. Uh, you did get Armored Armadillo. Okay, great. Uh, you did not get credit for Null. Fuck. Uh, you didn't get credit for Cammy. Fuck. You did not get credit for Circle of the Moon. Oh my God. You did get credit for the Oglop, though. Thank God. And number 10, Dead Phoenix. You got that. Nice. You got Mode 7. Nice. You did not get Dark Cloud. Mm. You got Mew. Okay. You got the question about uh, Dixie Kong. Nice. You didn't... You guessed Judy. Banjo, <laughs> <laughs> Kazooie, and Judy. <laughs> Judy. <laughs> Uh, no no judy <laughs> you got monster hunter try okay you got Embriatus. yep you didn't get zebus or zebes whatever the fuck you say that uh you didn't get sweet home you did get zero's parts you didn't get hinoa or minoto Ugh. you you did not get snk and you didn't even know there was a hidden dialogue option <laughs> oh my god <laughs> 
I did at least thankfully get more than 50% by one correct answer. I got 12 out of 23. So That's a passing grade. That's a passing grade. I pass. Thank God I pass. Holy shit. That was rough. I feel I feel kind of dragged through the mud here a little bit. I feel like my cred was kind of tarnished. There's some brutal ones in there. I think maybe I went a bit too... Absurd. No, no. No, it was good. No, I, there was a couple I definitely should have got. I should have got Chrono Trigger. Um... A couple others. I should have got Zebes. Uh, yeah, there are a I few. Would, I, w- I did think you would get SNK. I did think you did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Given the long history with Chrysalis. Well, what else course, has SNK done, though, besides Final King of Fantasy Fighters? And... Yeah, I should have got the Final Fantasy thirteen one. Obviously, that was dumb. Um... Oh, they did Samurai Showdown, another fighting game. Fighters are their bread and butter, I think. Yeah. Um, King of Fighters, then they did um, Capcom versus SNK, so they're definitely involved with that. I think it was Capcom developed, though. I think they have some other non-fighters, though. It's not like a good list of their games on the wiki here. That's dumb. Oh, they did, yeah. did you say Metal Slug? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's them. Oh, Twinkle Star Sprites. That of course. Famous series. <laughs> How did we not get that? <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, trivia two. Overall, you win. I don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love it. But uh, we'll come back. We'll do it again. Well, there will be a trivia part three, probably a part four. This is for making me sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I had had that coming, didn't I? My bad. All right, that's the end of our trivia part two. Maybe there will be more in the future. Great. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you had fun. I hope you learned some things. I actually learned a lot today. I hope I didn't bore you with wild arms and wizardry. Anyways. uh... Um, yeah, go play Wizardry. That's a game that everybody's going to like. can definitely <laughs> recommend that to everyone. Non-gamers. Easy. If you have any non-gamers in your family, get them onto Wizardry for the PS2, please. Yeah, find a, P- and, and find a PS2, <laughs> not emulated. Find not, a PS2. Not the way this poor scrub is doing it. Find a PS2, experience all the jank as it was meant to be experienced. Yeah, no save stating. They'll be gamers for life. Ideally, find a, a credit or a credit card. Find a memory card that maybe is on the verge of becoming corrupted, so that they lose their save halfway through. Um, just really even show if them. They don't even if they don't. Just save over it. Yeah, <laughs> show them the joys of video games as a hobby, please. Create please. your own Alundra Two story. <laughs> Tell us about your Alundra Two uh, stories in uh, in the comments down below this podcast. Uh, that's how that works. And so that I, should be great on Reddit though, because we could do a whole thing about uh, listener horror stories. Yeah, although I do, I want specifically only a Lundra two stories. I don't care about your horror stories. I want your Lundra two stories, please. <laughs> if you don't have one, go create one. Yeah, go create an Lundra two story, please. Let us know your impressions. Cool. All right. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks Until a bunch. Next time. Goodbye, all. Hi, tell us how John did on his first hosting episode, by the way. Thank you for listening to the Branching Path Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Branch Path Pod or just search Branching Path Podcast. 
Check out our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash branchingpathpodcast. You can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and on our RSS website, which is rss.com slash branchingpathpodcast. Thanks again for listening. Take care.